0: Welcome to the Clever Girls No podcast. This is Bola, founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance. So on today's episode, I have an interview, a catch-up episode, another catch-up episode with one of the incredible women featured in the Clever Girl Finance book. And this is actually the last catch-up episode and it has been such a great series, right? So anyway, today's guest is Melissa Buta. Melissa is awesome. She has been on the podcast before. She contributes to Clever Girl Finance and she is a student loan expert who has paid off over $37,000 of her own student loan debt strategically. And so I caught up with her to basically share some tips and tricks as to how you can get ahead with paying down your student loans and save yourself a ton of money on interest because interest is what keeps a lot of people down and not seeing their principal balances move with their student loans um, as a result. And so Melissa contribute to the, contributes to the book by sharing her story and also sharing specific tips on paying off um, slash managing your student loans. And so I was really excited to catch up with her This was also recorded as a YouTube slash Instagram TV video and Melissa and I were actually matching our shades of blue unintentionally. So if you wanna see our faces and kind of see us interact as we're recording the episode, you can find it on YouTube, which I'll put in the show notes, or also on Instagram TV. But before we get into this episode, if you haven't already picked up a copy of the Clever Girl Finance book yet, it is available everywhere books are sold. If you have already picked up a copy, please be sure to head over to, um, Amazon or Barnes and Noble, if you purchased it online, and leave a review so other people can find the book as well. And also, if you have been listening to this podcast and you are enjoying what you're listening to, please subscribe to this podcast. You can find it everywhere. You can find podcasts. And also, head over to leave a review, a five star review, please, (laughs) wherever you're listening to your podcast so that other incredible women can find this podcast as well. And be sure to tell all the women in your life about the book and the podcast and Clever Girl Finance in general. So let's get into this episode with Melissa. Hey, Melissa. Hi, Bola. <laughs> so I am excited to talk to you um, and have this catch-up uh, video slash podcast episode because you are featured in the Clever Girl Finance book talking about student loans and specifically how you paid off over $37,000 of your own loans while having a baby, buying a house, supporting your family. And so I wanted to basically catch up with you and have you share some tips on student loans because this is something that plagues a lot of people. And in the book, you also share some tips on how people can get their student loans under control. So before we kind of dive into my questions, I'd love for you to tell everybody who you are and what you do.
1: Well, first off, congratulations, Bola. This book, I already have a copy. And I love, you know... Reading not only the tips that are so useful to women, but really the stories that all the women in the book share. So, congratulations to you, girl you. Finance. <laughs> um, my name is Melissa Buta, and I'm the founder of YourMoneyWorth.com, and I focus on helping millennials pocket the profits from their lenders and use it for themselves instead. And also focus on millennials not only here in the states, but in the Caribbean region as well. And like Bola mentioned, you know my story is like many people who went to college, you know took on a lot of student loans and once I graduated, I was looking at thousand dollars in student loans. and that was just a big financial challenge for me to to overcome. So both on my website, um, and in the book, I share that story.
0: That's awesome, Melissa. And, you know, coming out of college, um, you were kind of burdened with the student loan debt and so are a lot of other women and men. Um, most people take student loans out to go to college. It is, you know, the average statistic is that, you know, the average or the statistic is that the average, um, person in America who's taking on loans is graduating, um, with about $40,000 in student loans. Right. And it can be really compli- complicated because you're signing multiple loans every semester. There's five uh, federal loans versus your private loans. There's all this different stuff. And a lot of times when young people are going into college, they're not necessarily looking at those pages and pages of fine prints, you know, four or five years later, you don't remember, um, the interest rates, if it was variable or fixed and all that kind of stuff. So there's two phases to being able to pay off your debt. And I wanted you to talk about, about that based on your own experience. Um, the first one is around just like staying motivated because a lot of times, aside from a mortgage, the student loan is the biggest category in someone's debt portfolio, right? So how did you stay motivated knowing that you had this massive debt, right? And were able to pay off almost 40k how did you stay motivated and also how would you encourage someone who is just you know has even bigger debts than you like in the six-figure range or maybe even smaller but based on their income the debt just seems really overwhelming how do you encourage them to stay motivated especially from a mindset perspective
1: so mindset, mindset is definitely key when tackling any big goal, including, you know, tackling your student loans. So I would say, you know, kind of prepare yourself mentally just to face it. You know, don't think about, you know, the mistake you made or if you took too much, you know, that has already happened. So really prepare yourself to face it. Prepare yourself emotionally to, to, to face it. Um, once you do face your debt and you're ready to, to take it on, you um, it's good to understand, you know, where do you currently stand? How much do you actually owe? You know, who do you owe it to, whether whether it's a private lender or a federal student loan lender who is servicing the loans, and just get those loan information organized. Um, You know, once you're looking at this massive debt, you know, really think about, you know, what will my life be like when i conquer and get over this mountain and that for me was really my motivation i knew exactly what my life would look like when my student loans are paid off so keep that in mind when you're tackling this debt it's not just about paying off the debt but it's really getting over the mountain to the life that you really want you want a life where you're not you know at night you know thinking about those student loan payments or you know, thinking about, you know, I'm really going to have this student loan for 30 years. You know, I'm not going to be able to to buy a home. I'm not going to be able to have a family. So all these things that you desire, the student loans are standing in in front of that, is blocking those goals. So that's the motivation you can use to set up a plan, work your plan, and really make some progress on paying down the student loans.
0: That's a real good point because sometimes when you focus on... I mean, as opposed to focusing on the other side of the mountain, like what your life will be like when you can take all that money you're putting towards your debt and apply it to one of your big goals or big dreams, as opposed to thinking about that, when people focus on the, oh my God, I have this amount of debt, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do this. When they focus on that, I can't aspect, in a sense, they start to get demotivated because all they're thinking about is what they cannot do instead of what is possible if they stay focused. So that's a really great point.
1: Yes, that's so true. And 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 just saying that you can't even before you begin, you know, you're already just stopping yourself in it in your tr- your own
0: tracks. So if you're watching, listening to this, like you should not like whenever you're creating a plan for your life, whenever you're creating a plan for your finances, you. You cannot start off before you even take the step the first step with the whole I can't mentality because you haven't even given yourself the chance or the opportunity to make progress. Like you're saying I can't, but have you even tried? Have you even attempted it? And even as you're making progress, like you will tend to still want to tell yourself I can't. And when you're in that space, it's important to look back and see the progress you have made. And sometimes you may think that you're really just Inching forward slowly by slowly, like a snail. Um, But a lot of times, when you add up all that little, 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 small, small, small progress, it actually is a big deal. So don't start off your journey, your, you know, your intention with "I can't." But instead, like Melissa, you said, think about what your life would be like, or what you'll be able to accomplish on the other side of that debt, and let that be your motivator. So mindset motivation is key. I talk a lot about that in the book on the Clevero Finance podcast and all these other places. Um, That's really, really important. But you also, especially when it comes to student loans, you want to have some sort of strategy, right? So that's the second part of paying off your debt. Number one is (laughs) getting yourself together and saying, okay, I'm in this for the long haul. I'm ready for this journey. And this, you know, that mindset thing applies to any type of debt and any type of major goal. But then the second part of specifically the student loan strategy is specific things you need to you need to do to make sure that you can maximize every opportunity to pay off your debt faster and save yourself as much interest as possible because interest is what keeps people in that debt cycle. A lot of times the principal balance is what it is. And imagine if there was no interest being charged in your principal balance, you would you would be able to see your progress faster. But the reason why people don't see the progress is because the interest is killing them. And so I'd love for you to share some key tips that everyone who is approaching the student loan um, payoff um, should be thinking about so that they can conquer their student loans.
1: So yes, understanding what student loans you have is really key for whether you'll be able to make any progress. So, you know, once you've Track down all your student loans. You know the statements, the balances. You have to look at your student loan statements and figure out what type of student loan it is, whether it's federal or private. That's like the first, the first step. Um, once you've determined the type, and that's of student- an
0: obvious step. It sounds like an obvious thing, but a lot of people <laughs> actually don't know, right? You talk to a lot of people who are not sure. Because it's been so long, if it's federal or private, I'm not quite sure. I don't remember what it was. Yes,
1: that, that's true. And many people actually assume that because these student loans came through my school, of course, they should all be federal student loans. Mm-hmm. And it's only after they take a closer look, they realize that, well, there's a portion that's federal, but actually I have a private lender and you know, they, they don't have the same types of repayment plans or um different benefits that you can get if if you want to reorganize your 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 payment plan. You can do that with federal loans, but with private loans, whatever promissory note agreement you signed, um, that is what dictates what the repayment plan is for a private loans. So that's really key. Um, another step you should do is Look closely at what is your interest rate, the amount of the interest rate, and what type of interest rate it is, whether it's variable or fixed. When you have a variable interest rate on your student loan, which federal student loans also have variable interest rates, Um, some borrowers who graduated pre-2004, they actually had federal student loans that have variable interest rates. And if you never change your repayment plan, you could have variable interest rates even now. So for both types of student loans, figure out what type of the amount of the interest rate and whether it's variable, which means that it changes on a certain period of time, whether quarterly or annually, um, depending on what is going on in the economy. So that's variable
0: variable interest rates are one that you really want to keep an eye on because you may think that, okay, my rate is 3 percent and then it's like 5 percent. And then it's like, you know, like that, even though it doesn't seem like a big difference, the percentage change three to five, it's only 2 percent. But it's 2 percent compounded on your principal and prior interest that has accumulated on the balance. And so it may seem like just 2 percent, but when you start to look at the numbers and you start to add it up it's it can actually be a lot of money so if you're listening or watching this <laughs> this one tip melissa gave you if you take nothing from this is go see what type of interest rates you have if it's variable like see what your options are around modifying it potentially melissa we'll you can you can share more about that but like you want to know if you have a variable interest rate, um, how often it's, you know, read through the the note you signed to determine, like, what are there caps on how high it can, it can vary? How often can the rate be changed? You want to make sure you understand all this and how it ties into affecting your principal balance.
1: That's right. So if you do have a student loan with a variable interest rate and it's private, you can consider talking to the lender and say, hey, is there a way to refinance it with you? Do you offer another type of student loan I can refinance um, into a fixed interest rate so I know that my rate won't change or go up? I mean, it's worth an ask, but of course your lender wants to keep a rate that's advantageous to them, but it doesn't hurt to ask. Um, If that option is not available through your private lender, then you can look at refinancing resources to refinance your student loan into a new private loan with a fixed interest rate. But again, even when you're shopping around for refinancing, they do offer variable interest rates as well. So you have to be aware of the the new interest rate that you're getting. And if you want to get a fixed interest rate, make sure you choose the right type of loan to refinance. Now, when it comes to federal student loans, if you have a loan that is variable, but it's owned by the federal government, you can consolidate your student loan, federal student loans only, into a fixed direct student loan and it will set your interest rate at a fixed rate so that you won't have to experience your interest rate going and your mm-hmm. payment going because of the increased interest rate. And then your your balance is not going down any faster because the increased payments, when your interest rate increases, basically goes to service the the larger amount of interest that accrues. And
0: then, go ahead, Nusa,
1: sorry. Yeah. And then, you know, once you get to a place where you know what your interest rates are, you know what the different student loans, um, lenders you have, whether it's private or federal, you know, really basically write down each loan, each loan account, the interest rate, and figure out, you
0: know, what your plan of attack is. And there's one thing that we've talked about pretty often and it's really important for people to know, which is, you know, when you get to the point where you're, you know, you figure out your interest rates, you have all your student loans laid out, you know where everything is and you're starting to make your payments. And then you get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm ready to accelerate my debt payoff and pay even more every month, right? Whether you increase your income or you reduce your expenses, whatever it is that allows you to make additional payments, whether consistently or whenever you can, um, it's important that you make sure that it's designated to the right place, right? So can you talk a bit more about making sure that your extra payments um, is allocated the right way? Yes.
1: So once you've made your own payoff plan, whether it's just making sure that you meet your minimum payments um, while you work on increasing your income, then then get to a point where you make extra payments, even with your minimum payments or with any payment you make, you want to be aware that your student loan lender applies payments first to fees, So if you have any late fees on your account, any regular payment that you make goes to fees first. Then if there's outstanding interest uh, that had built up on your account that has not been added to your principal, it goes to that next. And then it goes to your principal balance. So understanding the status of your student loan, which means I have this minimum monthly payment, but When I make my minimum monthly payment, how is it going to be applied? Is there some type of outstanding interest that I didn't pay attention to that Mm -hmm. my monthly payment is not going to my principal balance? When it comes to the point where you are paying extra payments, you want to approach your servicer and first ask, I want to make a payment on my principal this is an extra payment beyond my minimum payment. How do I do that? And usually, the lender would let you know whether in their online account portal that you can designate it directly to the prin- as a principal payment, or they may require you to send a check to them. You know, in the memo saying, "I want this payment to go directly to principal, and it's not a regular payment." So, having that open line of communication with your lender, even though they might they feel they seem like this evil um, <laughs> person in your life, really you know you are entitled to get information about how you want to make payments or extra payments onto your student loan so just having a, an open line of communication and asking them those specific questions will empower you to know how to make sure your payment goes on and then the last thing is after you've done all of that and you sent in your extra payment the right way you want to check your student yeah. loan account to make sure that they did apply it and again these lenders are set up to maximize their profits so even their accounting systems, even if you have followed all those steps, the accounting systems are really set up for the person who's just going to make minimum payments until they mm-hmm. die. So, <laughs> so you know, there might be, you know, multiple times you might make extra payments, you follow the, the steps and they actually apply it the wrong way. They put it on interest and they didn't touch your principal. And you can call them and say, hey, I followed the steps. I have my receipts. I have a copy of the check I sent you know, can you go back and adjust it the right way? And they will. But you have to be empowered and know the questions to you ask and know yeah. to tell them this is how I want my payment applied because this, you know, this 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 is a right that I have to make extra permits.
0: And that is so important because if you're going to designate an extra payment on top of your minimum payment to your student loan debt, um, and it is not, it's just going all to interest and fees because you're not checking, you will not see your principal change. And your student loans will continue to cost you, continue to wonder why your, your loans are not changing. And this is because when your payment goes directly to interest or fees, the next day when they compound your <laughs> yes. debts, according to the interest rate you have, they're going to be compounding it on that same principal balance that has not changed. So every dollar you can put to reducing that principal balance reduces the overall amount of money that is compounded as a result of your interest rate. So, you know, like the one that I tell people, telling people all the time is when you have a a debt that is tied to an interest rate, right? The whole idea of the interest rate um, is how lenders make money. Your interest that you're paying is their profit. It is their revenue. And their goal is to keep you in that cycle as long as is legally allowable so that you can allow them to maximize their profitability on you as their (laughs) Product, <laughs> whatever. Is, however, they consider you the debtor. You're the product. You're the commodity. You're the thing that is their money maker. So you have to game the gamers. And like Melissa said, check when you make the extra payment. Call them. Log into your account. Make sure it's designated to the right place. Once it's done, don't just delete it from your mind. Log back in and make sure it is designated the right way. If it seems off, pick up your phone and say, "Hey, student loan servicer." I need you to reassign that payment that I made in excess of my minimum to the right place because I need my, I need that money to hit my principal balance so that when you are compounding my debt tomorrow, <laughs> yes, you will get <laughs> less interest. Yeah, exactly. And the, you, the lender will get less interest. Yes. Yes. And the, me, the debtor will be able to pay off my student loan. You know, I'll be able to see the progress. So that's really important. So that's like a really key tip. Thanks for sharing that with Um So. Yeah, you guys have to pick up the Turbo Finance book. It's everywhere in stores now. Melissa shares her personal story in here about paying off her own student loan debt, the $37,000 that she's paid off so far. And she also shares key tips um, to help you conquer your loans. And Melissa, you got interested in this whole student loan world because you were trying to figure out like what is happening with my balance. Why isn't it changing? Why do I have to pay my loans for What was your timeline that you had been given
1: So for federal student loans, they give you a 25-year repayment period. And I had federal loans, U.S. private loans, and an international private loan. So I was navigating, you know, how to really tackle all of these different types of loans. And because I wanted to make, you know, some fast progress on paying down my loans, I really had to dig into my promissory note, which is that note that you sign just to get the funds so you can pay for school, but after I graduated and I, I was working, I said I need to go back through my promissory note, I need to go back through my statements and really understand, you know, how these student loans work and how to use the information I learned to my advantage and help others to understand, you know, how to really tackle their student loans. And I also like would like to say that when it comes to tackling, you know, five figures of debt, six figures of debt and and ones th- such as student loans, you know, you also have to keep in mind that it's not something that's going to, that you're going to get rid of overnight. So it's really key to really keep your motivation in front of you, you know, checking on your progress, you know, be kind to yourself, even set up smaller milestones because it's it's really unlikely, you know, in six months, all your debt is going to be on if you have a, be gone, if you have a five-figure debt. So just keep in mind that it's going to take time. You're going to have some days where you feel like, well, why am I doing this? Everybody else is telling me, I don't even pay attention to my student loans. But, you know, keep in mind that you are freeing yourself to reach the other side of that mountain so that you can have the life that you want.
0: That's a really great, great piece of advice, Melissa. And thank you so much for sharing. Um, you know, I've learned a lot about student loans from talking to you, from you know, reading research that you send me. Um, and I'm really glad that you were able to contribute and, you know, uh support the book. And you also have about four courses on the Clever Girl Finance platform specific to student loans, federal and private student loans. I'll put the link in the show notes below. Wherever you're watching this, you'll see it below the video um, or when you click on the link for the audio. So thank you, Melissa. Um, I'd love for you, before you go to tell everyone how they can keep up with you, find you, reach out to you if they have questions, etc.
1: So you can find me at yourmoneyworth.com and you can email me at Melissa at yourmoneyworth, Melissa with one S, and of course, I'm on social media, just at Melissa Buta.
0: And I'll put that information in the, the links I share as well. So thank you so much, Melissa.
1: I'm so excited for your book, Bowler. Congratulations again.
0: <laughs> thank you. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Melissa and got some tips and insights to help you create your own strategy to pay off your student loans Definitely head over to the show notes and check out the courses that Melissa created for Clever World Finance. And I also hope that you guys have enjoyed this entire catch-up series as a whole, um, where I get to introduce you to the women who are featured in the book. And I hope that you know their stories and their updates have inspired you to do big things with your finances and to ramp up on your goals and on your focus and on your mindset. So thank you guys so much for listening to this series. And of course, I have some brand new podcast episodes to share with you guys as well as as my own update episode to kind of keep you in the loop of what I've been up to, right? It's been a while. So I will be sharing that with you guys in the next few weeks. And again, thank you guys so much for all of your support with the book and for listening to the podcast and for sharing Clever Girl Finance content and for everything. I truly, truly, truly appreciate you guys. And I will talk to you on the next episode. Thank you.